Luke Byron, Tom Kennett, Alex Jones and Jack Harper. It's the spitballing pod. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. You know we've been fighting for one and still fighting to this day. To this day. Aguero! Surprise, motherfuckers. Back out to Allen. History pointer. Bang! I'll take a bow, son. I mean that. Take a bow. And, and I'll tell you, honestly, I will love it if we beat them. Love it. Listen, I ain't going to forget about this by the time we hit the motorway. Some might be. Hello and welcome to episode 137 of the Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, today joined by Tom Kennett, Troy Weaver, Jack Harper and Sam Langston. You're not hearing things, it's a five-man pod. We've upgraded the technology, we're good to go. You won't hear my chair squeaking, so I invested in that as well. <laughs> or you may hear it collapse partway through. So <laughs> And a scream as he goes down. <laughs> could, could honestly go either way. Make sure everyone's grabbing the mics as always. I feel like that's a catchphrase now as much as actually making sure people do. But like I've just said to you, I've just given you a bit of a trigger warning beforehand. If you're scared easily, we've got a dark way to start the pod. <laughs> Essentially, and this isn't the dark part, so I was looking to bring back I Can't Believe That Was On TV. I, I made that little jingle and I only got to use it a few times, so I wanted to kind of chuck it in there a couple more times. That was the main reasoning. So I was looking for TV shows and ones where it's like unbelievable this game show existed. It says a lot about this podcast that I didn't see one that I hadn't, that I didn't know existed. <laughs> like even ones that maybe were like a variation, they weren't shocking to me once you've seen someone doing Strictly for a heart transplant. That was, <laughs> yeah, there was some like Ecuadorian one where people, no. the, and, yeah. and, and she got voted off. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So that was the way things were going. Wow. But anyway, so I've got a slight twist, and this is I can't believe that wasn't on TV. Essentially, these are all stories, like news stories, um, that look like they should be made into feature length films. Before I got here, I stumbled across a Reddit thread, which was people pitching ideas they couldn't believe were there weren't TV shows yet. And if I just give you the top of the list, then you'll understand why I couldn't go through these. When I say the top of the list, the first one was um, abortion roulette. (laughs) So is this essentially you line up a load of pregnant women and whoever I don't know. This was things people say, look, we've seen some shite on TV. We should, we could probably pitch this. They use TLC, which I think we have over it, but must be worse in America. I think they had the like honey boo boo and all stuff like this over there. The next one was, um, oh no, you're terminal. So this was the list as it was going down. And I thought the first two might be, we might get a cheap laugh after that. It's just, you are sick. (laughs) I think you had it, TK, where someone happened to be introduced to the pod. And the first thing they heard was me and Jack talking about shit in urinals and hunting down pedos. So that's what you get. Anyway, I've got my little list of, True stories, or so they say, and ones that... This this first one, actually, was in the works being made with Leonardo DiCaprio playing H.H. H. Holmes, if you've not heard of him 
before, he is credited as being America's first serial killer. His body count is thought to be somewhat between 27, which is what he confessed to, and 200. Body count means a lot different to what it does these days on social media, I think. <laughs> Although similar numbers to Danielle Lloyd. Depends on where your confirmation lies. There was no Pringles involved in these killings. So this guy, H.H. H. Holmes, he built a hotel in bustling Chicago in the 1890s. And he designed it to be a perfect killing floor for his sick desires. It was later named uh, Murder Castle, if you've heard that in passing before on some like, documentary or whatever. So it was essentially a maze of windowless rooms making escape virtually impossible for the people that he chose to trap. <laughs> Did he sell this to Michael Jackson afterwards? <laughs> <laughs> Started early today. <laughs> Says no one aside from Holmes knew the full layout of the place as he repeatedly hired and fired new builders to construct the killing castle in portions. <laughs> so no one knew the full layout except for him. Says some of the weirder attributes of the hotel were doors only to be able to be opened from the outside, doorways that open on brick walls, a safe big enough to put a person inside to suffocate them, and a chute that allowed him to dump bodies from the upper floor straight to the basement where two massive furnaces and large supplies of flesh-stripping acid were stored. Well, this this just seems like a bit of an extra version of Takeshi's Castle. <laughs> like, that, that's some real jeopardy there. They ruin that TV show these days. What's it like now? It used to be amazing. They, it's, the tasks are still okay, but they essentially get, like, C-list, and I'm saying that nicely, celebrities to be the kind of voice in the booth. Oh, no. So, the thing that was too much for me was when it was that clown, um, Ronan or Roman Kemp, that cap- <laughs> that capital DJ. Half-time of the Arsenal game yesterday, this voice, I'm like, oh, I know that voice, it's irritating. And it was him. It was him there again. And he was telling these shit Everybody jokes about... Know. If I had to meet Freddie Lundberg today, I, I probably wouldn't be able to get any voice. I wouldn't be able to get any words out, which in my job you would un- understand is very tough to do. Like, just it, get away from that, me. It, that it is strange that radio DJs have some of the worst chat. Yeah, imagine worst. Yeah. That is and literally your job. It's, it's, it's the tones in which they do it. It's like you are listening to Radio One Point Zero. But that just going back to a bit of Arsenal bashing, which I love to do. That is the we'll most. That is the most Arsenal thing ever. To have that is your kind of halftime entertainment. Well, you had Bruce Rio yeah, there. What I was think he it doing was, yeah. when when we were there? And he sounded drunk for a start. <laughs> was it Bruce Rio? Was it Bruce Rio when we were there recently? It was an ex. Remember. It was an ex manager. Either way, and he sounded drunk. And there was less people listening to him than there was listening to Kemp. <laughs> I'm seeing there was a clip that went viral of him. One of them like ones where they put it on like a Facebook ad or whatever, and it's him on that celebs go dating program. And it was him going, oh, I hate it when they find out who my dad is. The fact he's really famous. <laughs> he's a little bit like uh, DJ Dave Clifton on Alan Partridge. You know, the guy that comes up. I'm going to wear t-shirt competitions now. Go yeah, see like, loads of girls. Yeah. Like, you know, the voice is just always on. It's like, Jesus, mate, you're not even on fucking air. You don't have to talk like that now. <laughs> oh, that's that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I, back on that. I don't know how this hasn't been made into a film. Where did it go they wrong? Say, this sounds like they a say classic. DiCaprio was cast as the guy, and it just never. Because he can't be saying, "Look, I'm drawing the line there," because he's played some pretty sick <laughs> yeah. things before. Maybe that Shutter Island coming out around the same time because this was 2013 when the article with some of these in were written. Okay. So that would maybe tie in around the same time when he was like, "Look, my image here. I've still got these young women to try and pull on a weekend." <laughs> 
<laughs> See, people have been kicking off about Scorsese slating all the Marvel films as if he was ever going to like them. Has anyone seen this? No. He essentially said that they're like, it's, it's terrible filmmaking, basically. I mean, has any has he ever read a comic book? I mean, I don't know why people care about what he. Yeah, like Endgame, not Endgame, the one before Infinity War. Yeah. That was pretty much the only spoiler alert, but that's pretty much the only superhero movie that doesn't end that well for the superheroes. He's it's the only one that I can think of. He anyway. probably saw like the runtime of Endgame was like, see, this looks like a film I could get on with. <laughs> <laughs> But people have been kicking off and there was one tweet I saw and it says, if you ever doubted Scorsese, just know that in his most recent film, he had you convinced that Leonardo DiCaprio was actually attracted to women his own age. <laughs> Some quality writing there. If I tell you that the, the person that tweeted it had a vegan in their bio, you can probably tell the rest. Short hair down to about a chin, like dyed purpley black. Is that not how you like him then? What's your ideal woman, Byron? I think we need to know this. Well, it gets less and less um, picky as we go on. <laughs> yeah. So at the moment, I think you could show me, like, you know what? I'm not too bad. Yeah. Maybe we should do like but a then, yearly fee. Then I said about resolutions. You write down what you'd like at the start of each one. You see how much broader hey. it gets each yeah. year. You get to like 35 and like, well, look, yeah. as long as they're still basically functioning. I'm not vegan. <laughs> I'm not vegan. <laughs> I mean, I won't go into details on the pod because like I said, we could be taken down, but... My tastes have varied through the years. So. <laughs> Category choices. <laughs> Nothing too dark like Troy I wanted to get into the other week. Having people expose their internet history <laughs> to stay on social media, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one then. So this one, there's some footage available of which will creep you out despite nothing really happening. So um, Eliza Lamb, her name is. Um, early in 2013, a 21-year-old student named Eliza Lamb was reported missing. Her body was later discovered by a maintenance worker in one of the rooftop water tanks of Los Angeles' Cecil Hotel after guests had complained about the water tasting funny. Now that is where the story ends. But So if you search her name on YouTube, there's the last footage of her alive and it's like a lift cam looking down and it's her. Do you ever use those things in school where I think it was meant to show you what technology was like then, where it was like a little thing on wheels, you'd punch in like twice forward, left once or whatever. Yes, just, yeah. I remember these. these yeah. It was like a Robot Wars droid yeah, style. Yeah, and it would just move proper. Yeah, that's strange that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, every school kind of had one. Yeah, yeah. so she's that just... That get brought out once a year. Yeah. yeah. So she's just moving like robotically around this lift like she goes to each corner then she goes out the lift then she comes back in she's got this slight smirk on her face and she just does another couple of walks around walks out the lift comes back in presses every button goes out that's the last anyone saw of her there's no footage of her going up to the water tanks that's literally it when these lift doors shut that's the last footage of her alive what the hell so it's very creepy with the context when you see the two together because it looks like if there was someone like that had possessed her, just walking her around to her end. Jeez, I'm spooked just hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's funny, isn't it? How, you... how just a regular behaviour can spook people. Yeah, just, probably it's... more so than like stupid like creatures or whatever. Exactly, it doesn't really get you. Like, if you saw someone walking around like that programmable robot, you would think, "What the fuck?" I'm staying well away. <laughs> if anyone I think wants that's to, why see... films like The Exorcist was so big. Yeah. Like, because around that sort of time, it was like the zombie era. Yeah. But people could still sort of, you could still convince yourself, 
this isn't actually going to happen. But with films like that, you kind of are like, eesh, this, this shit could there, happen. There people coming out of those films thinking they were actually possessed. Yeah, well, <laughs> to say what I was like back in day, I've said in here before, I was scared by the scary movie reenactment of the ring. Not <laughs> not the ring, the scary movie reenactment of it. Holy shit. Yeah, like I moved the TV out of my room. Yeah, I have, I have a friend that's terrified of so Japanese, ch- well, Chinese, Asian children. Like because of because of that the because of the grudge and a bad rap. Yeah, yeah, just getting terrified every time he sees one. They had them in the Omen as well, wasn't it? They had that little kid in the Omen on the front of the cover. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was spooky as shit. Yeah. yeah. Whenever they bring kids into it, you notice, oh fuck's sake, yeah. no kids and kids and old women. <laughs> yeah, those are yeah. those are the go to freaks. Like you know? just, that the one what's the the orphan. I mean that has an overlap of a Venn diagram of an old woman being a young child. So you got you've got two parts of the Venn diagram of freakiness. There. I'm okay with scary films now unless it's someone being possessed, and then I'm like, no, just absolutely <laughs> not. I because I, I, I was convinced there was something in my room, well, and I thought I don't want to trigger them. Like see it, and they were like, "Whoa, he's on to us here." <laughs> so, so our like he's doing research. <laughs> Our generation, I would probably say, of the scary movie was probably the Paranormal Activities. When they first came out, everyone would go and see them in a big group or something, and they would scare you shitless. I watched the first one back not long ago, and I was thinking, I was actually scared at this. The only yeah. thing that happens in the entire film is she gets dragged out of bed and then down the, dragged down the thing, dragged down the hallway... And they find like a burnt photo of her as a child. Yeah. I think That's it's the usually like the suspense in these films, isn't it? That no, does it for people. definitely, definitely. But still, I watch it back now and like every scary movie I watch and I think, well, I know what's going to happen here. That's mm. going to happen. This is going to go all loud. Yeah. Even to the point where you can cover your ears before you know something's going to happen. When we were about 12, there was um, one of my friends, shout out Daryl, his mum was very into horror films. So Daryl was naturally into him from a very young age. So Daryl used to live two doors away and I used to watch a lot of films at his house. And his mum found this film called The St. Francisville Experiment. And this was, like I say, a good long time ago before the Paranormal Activity films came out. And it was essentially the same idea. But because we were so young, there was nothing to tell you that this wasn't real. Like, as in the, the footage that was being shown to you, it's a bit Blair Witchy type. Yeah. So it, everything was like, it was these guys that have gone into this haunted house with cameras, and then, I'm not being funny, that film was one of the scariest things I've ever seen, just simply because it was like Paranormal Activity, but it had so much more going on as well. Yeah, I mean... It the, was terrifying. The one that I remember, which really freaks me out, which was a regular, kind of like, when you're at sleepovers, when you're like year five or something, it's a film called Dog Soldiers... Oh yeah. If yeah. has anyone else ever seen dogs? Film, yeah. It? yeah. It's where this like army group go off into the woods yeah. for like an exercise yeah. and then they just get attacked by werewolves. Yeah. And that had me freaked for weeks mm. and weeks. Was it you tweeted one about American werewolf in, in London? In, in London. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a great film. That is actually it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I saw the title of that. I was like, what the fuck is this? This was like years ago. I watched mm. it. I was like, that's actually a See, great film. I've, yeah. I've only ever seen There's Jack. Like bits of comedy to it as well yeah, and stuff, yeah. you know? I've only ever seen Jackass do a parody of that where they dress up as a werewolf oh, and yeah, run around yeah, London. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. And it's funny because in America you can like they get reactions like, oh my God, and they're like screaming. They did it on the tube and not one person flinched. He just jumped up and screamed. And everyone's just looking, what are you doing, you dickhead? It just shows the difference between the cultures. actual film. Yeah, and yeah. So True, I was watching yeah. this and I don't know about the context of this. Yeah. This is just going straight over my head, but yeah. I'm laughing anyway. They had someone, they had they filmed a video with um, Asa Akira, if you know who she is then. 
you know. Yeah. And they had a yeah. strip <laughs> MMA fighter, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> but they they had her strip completely down on a tube, and no one bats an eyelid. So that's probably in America they're just what, like jackass. No, that's it. Just oh, her. just, just yeah. in general. She was being filmed by maybe if someone wants to sponsor us, uh, they rhymes with Sean Hub. So, <laughs> so they they filmed the video and yeah, no one is. They're just like someone comes up and asks her a picture after she's finished. Yeah. Like, but, you li- literally just sit there and you won't see them like look up from their book. The strict no eye contact rule on public transport in London. Is, well, yeah, when I've something people to get on the tube in London, some guy came on being an entertainer and my uncle was like, "Don't even look at him." And he can't ask you to pay. But I just showed TK that footage and... (laughs) That is probably horrifying. That is... Can confirm. That's something that I will gladly take a second-hand account on. (laughs) So I've got got another one here and I don't know if anyone here will have to worry. If you don't, you don't have to tell me now. So this guy was called the Doodler. There was a name given to him and... uh, they say this was the deceptively mundane name given to an uncaught serial killer who terrorised the gay community of San Francisco's Tenderloin in the 1970s. Say so from January 1974 to September 1975, the Doodler, also called the Black Doodler, so really distinct two names there, <laughs> in case you got confused, was credited with murdering 14 men and assaulting three others. They say he got his name from his bizarre modus operandi, which would begin at a bar where he'd sketch a portrait of the target to break the ice. (laughs) And if this flirtation led to uh, going to one of the gay clubs around there, uh, they'd then turn gruesome and he would stab them to death and mutilate their bodies. He says, but with a trio of them surviving, this is how none of them got caught. So none of these people were openly gay. And so none of them wanted to expose themselves then. <laughs> so they say oh. that one of these was a diplomat, the other the other one was a prominent entertainer, and neither of them would dare testify if it meant potentially outing themselves in a deeply homophobic society where their livelihoods and families could be threatened. So the the identity of him remains unknown. What the hell? He finished after that many people, or maybe one went wrong, but that was the end for him and... <laughs> He never struck after that. I mean, that's quite a benign name for something yeah. as horrific the as doodler. that. The doodler. Yeah. Missed, that's not the key part of what yeah. he's been doing there. The drawing <laughs> bit is not essential. Well, that's what they've mixed up. The black doodler, like this, sounds a bit more menacing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, final one, and I got this mainly for Alex's sake. Um, the Overtown Bridge in Dumbarton, Scotland, if you've heard of this before. So... It's been described as picturesque, overlooks a rolling valley, rich with vibrant forests. But it's a place that carries a dark legacy of dog suicide. Yeah, there's like people that throw themselves off it. They say over the past 50 years, 50 dogs have leapt seemingly without warning over the bridge's edge, mainly falling, many falling 50 feet to their deaths. Most of these suicidal leaps have happened from the same section of the bridge on the right-hand side between its final two parapets. Gets a bit darker. So even stranger... All of the dogs who have died this way have been long-nosed breeds like Labradors, Collies and Retrievers. Some say the bridge is haunted and insist it's the creepy catalyst that also spurred a local man to hurl his infant son, who he believed to be the Antichrist, off the side <laughs> in 1994. Jesus. They say Overtown, or if I pronounce that right, Overtown, is Celtic for the thin place, an area where the world and, ne- and the next are said to be close. Fucking up, hmm? 
Imagine if he did stop after he threw the kid, though. <laughs> He's like, well, I took one. Maybe it's a gateway into another portal. It's like a portal. So, like, your death puts you into the other region, the upside down, as you would. This kid's just surrounded by dogs now. Yeah. <laughs> He's living a great life, just surrounded by the best breeds of dogs. All right, if we carry on, then. I said it was a dark star. It's only up from there, actually. So... Euro squad update. We've not done this for a little while, mainly due to forgetting all for other things coming into account. We won't do it on the air, but before next week, we're going to draw draw Troy some teams out. So, Excellent. if you're a fan of European football or you're not a fan of European football, then you're going to have another gateway through as Troy will have a Spanish, Italian, and German team. Unless Troy, you have a set team that you support already in any of those. I don't really. No. All right. So. You've got a clean slate, so I've still got the best. We need to have someone nice and shit. I've still got the table, so we draw out first, second, or third tier to see whether you what kind of level team you're going to get, and then you get one from that particular section. Yeah, yeah, that works. We did draw Troy's NFL team, but I think there was no connection there. So I've been trying to groom Troy. If you let me finish before anyone (laughs) jumps out uh, into being a Packers fan, but he did tell me last night he found himself rooting for the Cowboys to come back. So. Just wanted it for a better game. Like I said to Byron, when it gets to the fourth quarter, if the game's already sewn up, it's kind of like, well, I may as well stop watching this. I, I feel like you know? me and you, by got a rough end of the deal last year. We went to go and see the Raiders get absolutely more than last night. They had a great game. Every NFL oh, yeah, game. Yeah, played at, the, at Spurs Stadium, yeah. didn't they? Every NFL game I've been to has had a minimum of a 25-point deficit. Yeah. So I'm the bad luck. Um, and we decide, you know what? It was a long way to see the Raiders get absolutely mauled. We next, won't go this year. And it was like go, one of the tightest uh, games ever. Yeah, next time you go, just Connor. go like neutral yeah. and just be like, I'm gosh going, I'm oh, going to root for no one. Still, and I then, was by the end hoping at least someone come back, but I'm going Oh, with, I get you when it's yeah. like a big deficit. Yeah, yeah, it turns, like I say, it turns into a boring yeah, I'm, game. I'm going with yeah. Connor um, to watch the Rams game in a couple of weeks, so... Yeah, we Hopefully could, that one will be a bit better. We completely misjudged how our number would be as well as when our Raiders caps. Yeah, to we the said game. people were laughing at us in the tunnel. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm oh, not that deep about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there was like, English guys. Like, yeah, there was an English dude next to me. People and then, that dress up weird. in like full like headdresses and yeah. things. So you like Seahawks oh, hats not that yeah. hardcore. Well, like, no, fans, there was there was this guy next to me, and I. Like got up to go and get a beer, and he saw my hat and it was Raiders, and he was going away. And I was like, I really don't care. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck you want got about? A cool badge. Yeah. yeah, do some sort of Green Street thing. I was like, can't fucking meet yeah. me outside. Though. Fucking yeah. stand your you ground. Your yeah. I should just call him a jerk and just fucking <laughs> fuck yeah. stop being a jerk, man. Yeah. All right, if we start with Syria, so I might say it's a coincidence that it's been a good week for me, and we've brought it back. But I promise you, there's no uh, intent in that. Fiorentina, fresh off the back of beating Milan 3-1 at the San Siro. They've only gone and swamped Udinese 1-0 at home yesterday to keep the run going. The run. My man, Milenkovic, who I've been screaming on here, Milenkovic is everything people want delight to be. So that's two on the spin for uh, Fiorentina. Others say delict, but I'm from my football manager time with him. No, that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go next then, TKL Jack, Syria? Go on, I'll jump in. Not too much to talk about in terms of the Roma game. Um, a one-all draw. Bit of a hard luck story with VAR. They weren't happy with... Um, they had a late winner ruled out. It's mental in everywhere other than England. It seems to be actual good drama. Yeah, and this was basically it. Kalinic got a late winner for Roma. They thought they'd done it. Got ruled back for a push. 
Um, and then that, by the look of it, that was about the highlight of the game because then it's kicked off after the game and Fonseca, the managers, ended up getting a red card after the game for a <laughs> kick-off at the ref. So uh, a one-all draw with the racist at Cagliari. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so my Genoa boys were at home to AC Milan. Um, it started really well for Genoa, which it always seems to go for Genoa. It always starts really well. Um, it's all right. Start of the season was seemed like it came to an end with Schoenis scoring on the 41st minute. But then it was 10 minutes, like either side of half time, that kind of changed the game completely. Well, the first one was a red card for Sampanara. I think I was pronounced that right. It was just an innocuous second yellow, which kind of put them on the back foot straight away. Um, and then they, AC Milan scored with Hernandez. It was a free kick. Um, no, sorry, the Schoenis goal was a free kick. And Pepe Reina has not covered himself in any kind of glory at all. It's basically straight at him and he's just he's missed his arms and gone straight in the goal. It's crazy. How old is Reina now? 37, which <laughs> I found out. But 37, which is... He was maybe fortunate he was bold when he was like 23. So yeah. So, yeah, he could never look. He, he doesn't look like his age that much. He just, he looks like a bit more, he's put a bit more weight on him and that is literally it. signed him, I think he was about, was he like 24 or something? And they said it, I was like, no, yeah. no, 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 he's was not. He? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so either side of halftime, you've got Hernandez, it scores in the 51st minute. And then there was a really contentious penalty in the 57th, which, again, it was a VAR penalty. It was kind of just gone by the by. No one had even noticed anything. They got it whistling his ear. Went back and checked it. The players kind of brought it past at the defender. And the defender's like arms come down because he's running. He's hit his arm. And not only is he given the penalty, he's given a straight red card as well. <laughs> so that's two men sent off. Um, Birashi, their centre-back, centre which is crazy. Um, so they capitalised on that, score 2-1. Then, AC Milan get another man, get a man sent off, so that one with nine players, one with ten. And then in the 94th minute, and there was eight minutes of added on time, it looked like it was petering out to a 2-1 win to AC Milan. 94th minute, there's a penalty given away, straight red cards, so that's two men sent off for AC Milan. <laughs> Schoener steps up to take the penalty, and it was literally one of the worst dives ever seen from you know, to win the penalty and Pepe Reina has not touched him he's gone completely over and Pepe Reina saves it so justice wow. is what you can say has been done um, Genoa sits second from bottom in Syria <laughs> so not going too well for them I say I like that everyone's got involved on this uh, Euro squad update Alex has a lot to live up to when he uh, comes back Absolutely. if we go on then to the Bundesliga Hertha Berlin after three without a win We've now got three wins on the spin. Jesus. <laughs> Lyrical for you on a Monday. Beat Paderborn FC Köln away, and this week, Fortuna Dusseldorf. Dilrosen, another football manager prospect, <laughs> got the connection there. Goal and two assists for him this week, so things have come together, and they've gone up the table. I can't tell you what place, but they've moved up the table. <laughs> TK. I can tell you it wasn't top of the league because Much and Gladbach have just gone top of the league. Um, <laughs> but I was thinking there's something like two points separating first and seventh, and that's not wrong. So it's crazy close at the minute. Um, just did a 5 1 demolition of Augsburg. Um, main takeaway from it is that Marcus Turan, son of Lillian Turan, is shining at the minute for them. He looks a player. Um, and the thing that the highlight from this that you'll, you might have seen already, if you haven't, look it up 
it's um, the Augsburg goalie has had the carriers of all carriers. <laughs> he's come out to kick the ball. He's approached it like if you ever saw a kid at football who'd obviously never kicked the ball in his life. Yeah. He did that. Before he's gone over the ball, <laughs> chased him back to carry on the striker. He's ju- he's dived, jump on the ball, missed it. The striker's tapped it in. It's, oh if you haven't God, seen it, look at the leg. It call- was absolute. Were they playing Wolfsburg? Wolfsburg. We call that a Larice now. <laughs> Jack, what about you? So, at the, the absolute chaos at the top of the league. Leipzig had a really big chance to capitalise on this and then go go top with Bayern Munich dropping points and Borussia Dortmund letting. Well, a goal lead slipped twice to concede like an 89th minute um, own goal equaliser. So of course they decide this is the week that they're also gonna fucking they're at it again this week. So Leverkusen they had literally all of the game. They had so many shots, and all I can say is Timo Werner it was not his day. <laughs> he missed about four one on ones. So my tip for the one to watch he's kind of backfired a little bit there. I'm not letting you have him as a one to watch. Well. I, I'm gonna, I had, he's I had, one of the hottest prospects in world football. He's also their, he's also their top scorer. So, oh yeah, but that's like saying well, that's who I'm Mbappe watching. Is yeah. PSG's one they to can't watch. Can't pick yeah, a can't shit player yeah. and just say this guy's one to watch. Yeah, exactly. Do they have many good players? It's not like picking out <laughs> Milenkovic. They're quite good. Yeah, they're quite is that Milenkovic Savage? No. Oh, yeah. different no, player. He's a centre back and right back. Oh, okay. Um. So they go down in the sixth minute with literally the second shot that. Leverkusen have had on target so it is pretty pretty dire from uh, a Leipzig point of view but then in Cuckoo in the 78th minute is literally popped up with one of the FIFAist goals you know when on FIFA where you can kick it up in the air and keep it bouncing so the players can't tackle you he's done that three times in the area so he's the ball's <laughs> flicked up he's kneed it over one defender this is kept the kind of thing you air. practice when you don't have online yeah yeah kneed <laughs> need it over another defender and then like chips it over the keeper from two yards out and the keeper like falls to the floor so he's only going one way the ball's already in the air <laughs> so I don't understand what he's doing he's falls to the floor just. but yeah ends 1-1 um, I believe yeah they're fourth in the table live at the moment two points off top and with Bayern Munich's run, I know they had that demolition of Spurs, but their league form is really up and up and down at the moment. So, which just goes to show how bad well, Spurs really are. Last year, they, they probably think we don't need to kick in till about two months out. Well, yeah, because you, you can already see the chaos around the top anyway. No one can capitalise when it meet, when it boils down to it. I mean, Bayern Munich lost to it was who did they lose to um, Hoffenheim. And they've had one win all season, which they were really lucky to get. <laughs> so I don't understand how they've... They haven't got that fear factor anymore. So it is for anyone to the taking because literally they got uh, one up, one nil. And then to equalise, um, Hoffenheim just went straight to the other end and scored. And no one usually does that against Bayern. So they've lost that kind of fear. All right, let's do La Liga and then we'll get into some current action <laughs> then. So Mallorca, but a rough time as of late since drawing to Bilbao. They've only gone and put three points on the board this weekend. <laughs> what a week you've had. Yeah. You won't believe it. They've gone up to 18th now. <laughs> the giddy heights. Yeah. Top of the relegation zone, but <laughs> they keep hashtagging Junts Somme Milors, but I don't know what that means. So if anyone does, if anyone sure translates it. Spanish. It, like, <laughs> it probably isn't that hard to find out. I just want to know if I see it and I'll have a look at that later. And then yeah, never get right Obviously don't. Who wants to go next then? Uh, I'll go 2-1 win for Levante over Leganes. Uh, pretty standard by the look of it, but you may have seen this game is coming to prominence in the press because Leganes have appealed to La Liga to replay the game. 
I don't know who's in them win. Yeah, they've um, due to VAR failures, they said there's no front of the game. Um, and ultimately, Levante had a penalty for a foul that appeared to be outside the box. And there's been contrasting things. It does look like he clips his heel before he gets to the box. Right. Um, there's been contrasting stories given that they they were told that the explanation they were given was oh, VAR wasn't actually working at this point in the game, so it couldn't do it. <laughs> and then the league have had to come out and say, in fact, actually VAR was working. Yeah. So then the question is, well, if VAR was working, why were they not able to fit this out? So there isn't really a winner in either story, but... Uh, yeah, the president of Levante has come out and appealed for them to get the game replayed. All right, Jack, close the site and then we've got a new feature. So, yeah, so Granada were away at Real Madrid and after fresh off a 2-0 win, which I didn't get the chance to give it give it big licks for, which I will have to say, 2-0 win over Barcelona two weeks ago. The, on the day, Granada actually started the, started the day second in the league, which is dizzying heights for a newly promoted team. Um but they were brought back down to earth in the second minute with a brilliant outside of the foot pass from uh, Gareth Bale to Benzema, two minutes in, finishes and happy days. I also got the chance to see Eden Hazard's first goal for Real Madrid, <laughs> which it was just fate that it would happen that day. A lovely kind of chip dink for over the keeper from just outside the area. And then Modric scores an absolute thunder bastard into the top left-hand corner <laughs> of the net from about 30 yards. So you think, done and dusted. Not with Real Madrid in the past couple of seasons is not done and dusted, not one bit. <laughs> so Ariola in for the missing um, Thibaut Courtois. I don't know quite what's going on. There's loads of different <laughs> different stories. Um, Ariola decides that he's going to play it out from the back and think he's messy, and then mistimes his kick and instead of kicking the ball, absolutely cunts the <laughs> fucking Granada player straight in the back of the legs and gives away a penalty. So. They, they knock in that penalty on the 69th minute and then in the 77th minute Granada come up and score another so it's now 3-2 and you think squeaky bum time for Real Madrid because they have not been performing that well the last couple of seasons Granada went on and pushed fair play to him for the equaliser and on a counter-attack Hammers Rodriguez gets the fourth so it finishes 4-2 but a promising showing from Granada and I reckon my mid-table prediction at the start of the season could be a little bit higher than that I reckon Europa League the way both our teams look like they're going to go this season it might just be us seeing how well Ramsey does and you seeing how well Hazard does <laughs> yeah. to justify yeah. our seasons yeah. and if things don't go well for Liverpool they can latch on to Suarez if they can forgive him for <laughs> celebrating a goal last maybe year maybe Stevie G can win the SPL I'll be buzzing with that <laughs> I saw they said to him after they went top of the league so you could win no no don't be saying we're not going to win yeah. the league. He's got to do a slip on the sidelines or something during the end well, of the season. They, they've said the same thing with Antonio Conte, haven't they? They've been saying that, oh, he can uh, go toe-to-toe with Barcelona when they actually play really well in the Champions yeah. League and go toe-to-toe with Juventus. got to remember that the teams from Inter and Juventus are completely different. I know... Let's not disrespect Conte. We've had it with Sarri. No, Conte's class. No, I'm a, I'm a big Conte fan. I always have been a Conte fan. Oh, yeah. Carefully you tell that to um, <laughs> But... The squad difference between um, Inter and Juventus at the moment, I know they made some big signings this year, but they're not that big. No. Not to, when you, Any team's got Ronaldo or not, or De Ligt. Ramsey. Ramsey, yeah. Um, Diabaya. <laughs> You've got a decent team there, which is going to be... They're doing well to well, be one point Inter behind. Inter didn't have any big signings or... No, they had Lukaku and Alexis, I know that, but I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that's Ronaldo, Diabala kind of standard though. Do you know what I mean? Don't forget as well, Inter had to kind of rebuild their team. Whereas Juventus had a really strong team, ready, just, ready made, yeah, yeah, added loads of great players into it. 
Going back so, to your thing with Courtois about the contrasting things and that, people seemed like sort of amazed that he could have had an anxiety attack at half time. He yeah. just conceded two to Club Bruges. I yeah. was having an anxiety yeah. attack. Yeah. <laughs> well, he should be. This is Especially the world class keeper. Yeah. The funny the thing that I'm saying the bloke is. fell over the board yeah. to score one of them. <laughs> that was unreal. The, the thing is with Courtois, and I shout this out on sweaters, I've seen Chelsea fans, and me, myself included, <laughs> constantly on his back every single mistake that he made just because he left us. And now the same ones, not me, but the same ones are preaching, oh, it's mental health, you just got to leave it now. It's like, well, how do you think he got to this stage? <laughs> like, how do you think that he got this depressed or anxious? <laughs> but maybe you've got to think of the root cause of things yeah. before you start preaching yeah, about, yeah. oh, he's got mental health problems, let's leave him. Let's just fucking, he's, he's like a lad that had family in Madrid, he was like 24 years old, he, he came through at Chelsea because we bought him from like Genk, I think it was, and loaned him out to Atletico Madrid. Just let it go. He wanted to leave. His kids live there. I don't fucking. What are you gonna do? Can't believe what I'm hearing here. Respect, 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 man, respect, respect. All right, new feature time. If things have gone to plan, then you just heard my little opening jingle of Jose yelling respect. So, new feature, this is a rotating one, so everyone's got to have their responsibilities each week. And it is entitled Respect That Man. The beat of the chest is integral to the... You're going to have to soundbite that one bit. (laughs) Anyway, the feature... We're going to give credit. We moan a lot on this podcast. I don't think anyone can deny that. So this is a little feature here where we're going to put some respect on the name that we feel deserves it. So not someone like Kaká, Ronaldinho, Messi, Ronaldo. Someone that we feel hasn't got the respect they deserve. So someone I said to TK yesterday as an example, Luca Toni. Good player. Like Maybe doesn't get the respect he deserves. Okay. Maybe, a, maybe a David Trezeguet. Yeah. Someone yeah. that someone, sort of type. Someone you think... so. We can have United fans coming on giving it Carrick, aren't yeah. we? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, my pick isn't as glamorous as that, but it is an ex-United player. So I'll say it now, and I'll say how you start and you end. You say the player's name, respect, beat in the chest. Gabriel Ainsley, respect that name. <laughs> okay. I got it wrong, Where actually. It's um, Gabriel Ainsley, respect that man. <laughs> got my own feature wrong your chest can be hurting after this <laughs> alright so I know what we've had here sometimes when we do our little Euro update certainly when we've had the cricket uh, no shots at anyone here we aren't going to run through their whole career but we are going to give it in our own spitballing kind of way a little rundown so if I give you the example here of the way things are going to go as ruthless a centre-back as I think you can remember seeing. You see rappers separated by whether they really live their raps. Gabriel Ainsley looks like the kind of guy that lives his raps. He's not a Galas, he's not a Koscielny. They put it in the rhymes, they don't live it when it gets to the street. Gabriel Ainsley, he lives the life. In Fergus' autobiography, the first mention he has of Gabriel Ainsley says, that man was ruthless, he'd kick his own granny to get the ball. <laughs> Roy Keane described him as a nasty fucker. <laughs> this is the kind of guy I'm talking about. You want messages like that on your head still? Yeah. One league titles in France, Spain and England. Smacked a cameraman for getting too close during a World Cup celebration. <laughs> Gabriel Ainsley, respect that man. If anyone wants to volunteer to go next week, that it's their turn then to uh, 
chuck a player in. Don't tell us now, but if you want to go around the table, TK next week, then Troy, then Jack, then Alex if he's back. You never really know if he can pencil us into his schedule. <laughs> that standing bit of shit Alsbury from Mainz as well is that he tried to get a move to Liverpool. Yeah, I had this. I had to go to a court of tribunal. Liverpool were willing to do it over Gabriel Lainz yeah. and still weren't able to get it done. <laughs> Rafa, a man who's usually quite slick in his press conferences when they asked what was happening, he said... Uh, but waiting to hear back from the lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> they said that Fergie had to literally tell him, look, we don't sell players to Liverpool. Yeah, it's not even squad players like you. <laughs> they made him wait an extra year and then let him go to Madrid, so it probably isn't too bad. Well, it's all right for him, isn't it? When you look at some of the players Chelsea have given us, to Jose to put his foot down and say, look, you're not having Demba Bar on deadline day. <laughs> <laughs> it is strange. Our, our transfer policy... That's why I'm glad we put this transfer ban because we can't fuck it up. Because we can't. I can't wait make... to do next summer. It's so, everyone's gonna praise and paint the kids, and yeah. I'm like, fuck it, we're blown up. Yeah. <laughs> Frank Lampard's gonna be like a kid in a fucking sweet shop, yeah. isn't he? But spending money left, right, and centre. Because you think he's gonna have like two transfer windows worth of kitty as well to spend, so he's, he can literally just go and get over the hell he wants. Mm. I'm getting Mbappe. All right, we'll run through the Premier League action here. Some games deserve more talk than others, so I think we'll know which ones deserve uh, a bit more of a talking over so Spurs lose again this one we can have a bit of a chat about so first question here will Spurs ever sack Pochettino can it happen I think it can happen yeah Yeah. I think it's going to have to get a lot worse for it to happen with Daniel Levy being the astute businessman that he is he knows it's going to cost him more to go and find someone else Poch has been calling him out a bit in the press though subliminally They've got to pay, they they pay a, a lot of money, haven't they, yeah, to get rid of him? Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. The problem you've mm. got as well is that it's not just Poch. I think all the players are now realise that, hang on a minute, I'm at Spurs, I'm whatever age, we're probably not going to win anything anytime soon. <laughs> and people at other clubs, which are also not winning anything anytime soon, are getting paid double what I am. So in their heads, you can see the cogs were, and you can think, why would they want, I know they've got a great stadium. But right now, that is all they have. The, the thing that makes no sense with that, though, is they have just got to a Champions League final. So as, as a player, surely your mentality would surely be that, that we didn't come far off. Now right. we can push on again. But instead, it just seems to have been a, oh, fuck it, I'll try and go I, somewhere else. I, yeah. st- I still think that Spurs' run to that Champions League final was one of the luckiest runs ever. And I've seen Chelsea go on and win it from and, but even, ridiculous. You're lucky Chelsea went in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like, but, even, but as the players, I would have thought, in your mind, you'd have thought we deserve to be there, etc., etc. I don't think you're going into each no. game thinking, oh, we were lucky. I think they but went then, into the final thinking we can't lose with yeah. the luck they'd had. The, 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 yeah, yeah, true. The problem they've got is that if a player wants to leave like an Ericsson, they can get benched and so it doesn't affect the team too much. If you've got a manager that comes out and says, I would have left if we'd won the Champions League. It clearly is affecting the team, though. Well, this is it. This is what I'm saying. So right now you've got a manager that basically doing what Ericsson did, you can't drop a manager. What are you going to do? <laughs> you got so a manager that doesn't want to be there, a wife that doesn't want to be there. Yeah, so you've got you've got a back you've got an entire back four that doesn't want to be there, um, and you've got a back four with black eyes and all sorts. Do you think we've seen we've seen in the space of about three months, Spurs having the best centre back partnership in the league? To this defence is bloody awful. Yeah. Get rid of it. Old overnight. <laughs> yeah, strange. That's why I don't think a lot of the blame actually lies with Poch I think for them to sack him would be quite a big issue mm. I think he'd be more likely to leave than he would to be sacked I think my Solskjaer 
Poch girlfriend analogy from a couple of weeks ago is ringing true even more so now that he's just thinking, well, if I get sacked, I'll get a big payout. If I leave, my United will give me a bonus for signing with them. But that brings us on to my United, which will come on later, I'm sure, but who we would want to go there? They're the finale. Yeah. They, they're using the, they're losing their kind of varnish. Even, even like, uh, people talking about Poch to Madrid, uh, I think it would work well, potentially, but are Madrid going to want a guy who's just been sat by Spurs? He doesn't want that. How does that look in terms of... They're they're so much about the image and stuff, so how can they They, do that? They did hire Rafa Benitez. Yeah. One of your best ever managers. So Sarri is as well. Top four in the Europa League. Yeah. The the problem is, well, Rafa had one thing, whereas Pochettino, obviously, the whole thing with him is that he's never won anything, which it may be unfair to completely living with but at Madrid that's always going to be brought Madrid up Madrid have had that media are savage yeah. Madrid must think look what's one more going to do <laughs> just get him in give it a go he's also not really a guy who's probably going to toe the party line is he which is what they want ultimately they, I they don't know the president wants. I think if you get Poch in there he'll dance if they tell him to dance he's going to do whatever but the way he's kicking off and leaving now is probably going to scare him a little bit that's Spurs think, yeah yeah it's true oh no I'm not saying sorry I'm not saying they won't be worried. I'm saying him in the position, and it's taken him he this might long. Be a bitch. <laughs> yeah, it's taken him this long to start whinging there, and he's actually started whinging. Now they've given him cash, so I really don't. Well, yeah, this is my <laughs> They just sprung obviously X amount of money on Ndombele. People are saying it's and he needs more money. Isn't well, and Lascelles and Sessegnon. Yeah, so they have started going in that direction. Are these the caliber of players that are going to make Spurs better? Than what they are now, well, and I don't think they are. I think they're Dom- good squad Dombele, we were told that we're told that Los Elso is one of the best players in that kind of just off elite level in Europe. So it's just the fact they haven't been playing. Well, in Dombele, is that's basically what we thought Bakayoko was going to be at Chelsea. That's that's the signing we thought he was going to be. And that's like a run of the mill mid-range midfielder. I wouldn't say he's... He had a decent enough time at Milan eventually then came back and wasn't given a chance. Oh, no, he was given a chance. What, are you talking about Bakayoko? Yeah, the second time around. Yeah, no, he was given a chance and he was, like, we was playing... um, in pre-season. Bohemians were playing and he was passing the ball out, like a five-yard ball out of the pitch. Yeah, but then we we saw Barkley against Barca, so it can go both ways. (laughs) That is true. That is true. (laughs) But I, I think Poch is a weird one because... Daniel Levy's sat there thinking, realistically, who am I going to get that's any better than this guy? And what they'll want is they'll want to fire him back into his good form. They won't want to just fire him and go and get someone less good or inferior. So Sherwood. Have you seen that he's in the news? I saw him um, in the news the other day about making a joke about Lloris's arm when he was injured. He's he like, just continues he's, to excel. He literally said in the commentary or in the punch or whatever he was doing, he, he said, if Hugo could hold both arms up, which he probably can't, he, <laughs> he'd say that was a mistake and he'd own up to it. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was, was on, like being absolutely blasted by it. He was on that debate show and he went, look, I don't think there's many better places you can go win a trophy than Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Thing is, if they, get, if they were to get rid of him now, it's, it's sort of at the peak of where they're sort of struggling at the moment if they go on to lose one or two more games who is actually available to bring yeah, in because is there like that will go to Spurs as well yeah because there's probably Mourinho they're going to do what saying, like a leg like, why is he going to yeah why would he leave man, they're really? going to do yeah. uh, United and Jonathan Woodgate is apparently doing well with his coaching so <laughs> wow. put the two and two together 
it's funny, isn't it? It how is the new trend, to it, be fair. And the reason why it's the new trend is because they can think, well, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah. And they'll get they'll come in on low um, sack clauses because it'll be their also, first big big job. Whereas, like, you look at your Mourinho's, your Poches, like... They're running the show. Like, if you get them, exactly. they are going to run the exactly. whole show. Yeah. And it's like... You're Whereas have these to... other guys, they can sort of, yeah, play off a little bit. Exactly. And if it goes wrong, then you're going to have to pay 12 million compensation to finish their contracts. Whereas... Frank Lampard's, I heard something ridiculous, like his sack clause, if there was one, or his walkaway clause of compensation, was something like one, one million, which is not a lot for a Premier League team. Maybe clubs will have listened to the pod last week, because we know that happens. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> a player managers are going to come back. Yes. We've put the thing in there and leave this gone. You know what? I've said it from day one, Gerard should definitely be a player manager at Rangers. He's, <laughs> He's better than everyone phone, that like... they've got in midfield. <laughs> yeah, he could just ping balls to him all day. <laughs> but I don't understand. Chelsea, we had such a good period in the 90s with player manager. We had Rudolip and Luca Viali's player managers. And like, those are the people that you I want. I forgot you weren't on last week. <laughs> oh yeah, we've mentioned that. So, Lloris, I mean, the fall obviously is what's done the damage, but that's taken away from the fact that the howler has come before the fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He hasn't hurt himself and that's why the goal's gone in. Yeah, it was after the fact. It's insult to injury, isn't it? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's done him any harm having him out for a bit either. I don't think he's been... Like Gazaniga's looked right. I think, I'm going to say, I think whenever he's played, he's looked okay. I was, I was about not, to say... not worse than Lloris. Out of all of the kind of backup keepers around the top six, if you can call it that now, because it doesn't look like that at the you moment. You've seen they've changed it to the, the big six now. Like, yeah. They might not all come in yeah. the top six, so we're going to just call them big. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Gazaniga is probably one of the better sub-keepers out of yeah. all of the I don't know you've actually got teams. some alright ones I mean Adrian's doing alright at Liverpool I mean yeah. Emi Martinez has just been called up to the Argentina squad with Arsenal so you've got Sergio Romero at United Bravo at City yeah and Chelsea have got um, Caballero yeah Willie yeah big Willie so everyone's alright really if keepers well, get that's injured. an okay position yeah. we're all good for those yeah. <laughs> I said before when we did the rule I don't think you should be allowed to have a keeper on the bench if your keeper gets sent off or injured, I reckon that should be just part of the game. Look, now you've got to play the rest of the game with a defender the, the, the in the Well, you never used to, did you? Yeah, you used no. to have one sub. And Chelsea really just everyone. an outfield player. <laughs> that was such a crazy game. But the, you're on about the Reading game when we had Carlo yeah. um, Czech get injured. Kudicini got murdered as well. My and reaction. John Terry goes in goal. Shameful looking back. I was cackling at the screen <laughs> on a 7 a.m. match of the day watch. Oh, God. <laughs> Well, you didn't, I didn't know how serious it was. I mean, to be, Karma got you back because you ended up with Czech at Arsenal and he was shot. But yeah, big JT with the gloves saving free kicks for fun. That's what we... We, we all love to see a streaker. We all love to see an outfield player going in goal yep, yep. and we all love to see a big a scrap. bandage wrapped round the head yeah. with blood pouring Brought down. Yeah, a big week, scrap. That bloke on Arsenal fan TV that's always he got where scrum oh, at. Yeah. I had a freezer fall on my head and I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> he can oh. still play football. What do you mean? <laughs> no, we, we faced Jaggy Elker in goal and didn't get a shot at him. Happens. <laughs> Deli Ali's poor again. So essentially, oh. they've had the manager looks unhappy. Kane and Ali have decided, look, we ain't going to play properly this season. Yeah, it's a strange one, isn't it? Even really? Bale looks like the only one who can keep his chin up. Mm, agreed. It's, it, I think it's the 3-0 loss, it wasn't against the front of the play at all either. I was, I was no. watching this game thinking, like, they can't get out their own half. Usually Brighton. they always scrape out of it, though. Yeah, but it became abundantly clear quite early on that this wasn't going to be the case. It just, and whatever happens with, in terms of confidence and stuff, there is a sort of 
there's a certain level these players can hit that they're just not getting anywhere near. 10-2 aggregate in, in uh, the space of a week to Bayern and Brighton. Yeah, that's <laughs> oh, horrendous. That's and compromising. How bad does that um, Trippier deal look as well now? Yeah. They're, they're stuck if, with Aurier. Well, he said he wanted to stay. It falls into the Lukaku business with United. Sort of one. It's okay if you want to get rid of him. Mm. But you've got to have something lined up. And I think we all assumed with both of them, right, they've got something lined up here. And yeah. in neither case, did we they? We saw tweets saying Walker Peters is why we're able to get rid of Walker and Trippier. And I'm seeing him and I'm like, oh, I'm not seeing well, this. Because he had that, that one game that started, didn't he, where he looked quite sharp. And everyone's like, oh, he obviously We've saw this. this and then, okay, yeah. You exactly. had that with Karius. We've had it with Mustafi. Well, yeah, yeah. We had it with Sonogo. 20 seconds into his day, well, what a player we've got here. <laughs> Yeah, it all gets heightened by the fact that Trippi is actually having a really good season for yeah, Athletic. Yeah, um, yeah. He's got getting the assists in, he's back in the England setup like two times in a row. I've seen how they're playing with him, though. It's perfect. He yeah. doesn't even have to get back. He doesn't no. stay right, really far Just wide, nice on the pitch, yeah. and yeah. it's all going through him. Bit, bit of a plug again, not for any bonus to ourselves, but he did an in depth interview with the Athletic about the start of his life with Atletico when he'd got called back to uh, the England squad. And he was saying, by the end of it with Spurs, he was trying, kind of looking for some sense of acknowledgement, like, look, you're our guy kind of thing. And he said he'd constantly be told, yeah, yeah, we expect you to be back here next year. And he said he would try and, like, call up after training to try and get, like, advice. What can I do better? Like, I know I'm not having the best season. What can I do? And he was just getting brushed off and brushed off. Mm. And he says he can have the game of his life and Simeone's coming up to him after saying, look, this is great, but you could do this. And he said, if you're an attacker... The idea in like prospect sounds like you wouldn't want to be part of a Simeone team. Yeah, yeah. He's like when you're a defender and you're working on a counter-attacking basis. So like you said, perfect for him. He said it's li- there's no one better he could be working with. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, and again, when you're looking at Moose Circle, I literally I on the way coming over here today, I've literally heard a Spurs fan ring up Talksport and say. Sissoko, what's he doing putting our, arguably our best midfielder at right back? I was like, everything you've just said there is giving like an aneurysm. <laughs> so yeah. 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 Don't let Courtois listen to yeah. that, then he will have an anxiety attack if he lives If we move on to another game then, Liverpool fortunate to beat Leicester. I spoke to TK, I was streaming the game, allegedly. And <laughs> I said that it's as scrappy a first 25 minutes as I can remember seeing. It was essentially just... The ball would be booted, about eight players would run to it at once and then revert back to shape and then it would just be the same. And when, So when Liverpool took the lead, it looked like they were just going to see it out. Yeah, I did. I know it's the, the cliche thing to say, but one thing I did worry that Leicester can get back into it. And it had been a game for all, hadn't been the finest quality. We had been fairly all over them in terms of, if you looked at the stats after the shots on target, we'd had some good chances in there that we'd, we we wasted, that Milner one, for example. Um that we so we could have sort of done more damage than we did, and then when it got to one all, I was kind of thinking disappointing on the one hand, but also Leicester is a, a difficult game at this point. Is it an okay point? And probably if City had obviously had their game before, you'd have probably said okay, it draws all right in this case. But yeah. as as it was, it was um, one of those ones where it was gift wrapped in the end, wasn't it? Leicester look as much of a nightmare for any team and this doesn't apply to Liverpool, that sees themselves as a footballing side. Yeah, yeah. So I'll put Chelsea in there as well with the way they defend. They look like an absolute nightmare for us. Yeah, United, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, we saw that that game at Stamford Bridge where 
first half played them for part. Second half, they should have beaten us and they had oh, a chance. Oh, yeah, to yeah, do they should have punched you, shouldn't they? Yeah. So th- they do look. I, I would have them as a better footballing team than my United easily. Well, yeah, by, yeah. Yeah, by, like, yeah. by an absolute country mile. And it's not even close. It's crazy. Brendan like, looked like he tried to play it cool when they equalised as well. He kind of like yeah, put it down and then he did a little celebrate and then you could see he was kind of like, oh, I don't I think, feel good about this. I think Man City doing well this year is um, imperative to Liverpool doing well. They City need to, con- they can't have this situation happen that's going on at the moment because that's where I feel like Liverpool may slip up when they have that eight point lead yeah. or whatever yeah they and they the become change. slightly complacency yeah. I feel like like you said if that game would have happened before like you said TK they could have settled for the draw yeah it might not have gone that extra level um, so I think City need to sort of pull their finger out a little bit well I mean that extra level was a dive oh, I mean <laughs> no yeah well I mean, it was what it was. Well, it's a mix. If I thought it's it was, if I thought it was a dive, yeah. then I, I would say I think it's a dive. I don't know what the hell Mark Albrighton's doing. I hope Rogers is he's, he's pummeled to, him yeah. when he's got he's, back he's in. He's as much to blame. Yeah. Yeah, 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 he's as much to blame as that. And it's, it's that age or age or question. It's that gamesmanship aspect. Harry Kane gets absolutely blasted for because yeah, I didn't see you slating this last season with Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't slate it with Harry Kane either. I just said I said I can understand it because. As an attacker, and if you're a defender and it's the attacker on you, they're going down nine times out of ten and get the foul, like I said. So, I Definitely it is what it is. It's part Liverpool of the game. seem to get them. The ones where you say he could have stayed on his feet, but the defender's been stupid. Liverpool seems to be a lot more fortunate when, than other teams when it's kind of, well, he could have stayed on his feet. Mm. But uh, is it also one of those things that the more attacking you do, the more you are going to get those. Oh, yeah. It's, 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 it was much yeah. like we always said about United back in the day when they get a last-minute one and it absolutely riled you, but it was also like they also did keep going right to the end. Well, it was that sort, that sort of thing. If you have I don't as, want to draw too many comparisons. Yeah, if, us, if, you, if you have as much kind of play in the opposition's area, yeah. like you said, the chances are you're going to get fouled. I, I remember there was a season with Chelsea when we were like walking the league almost. And Mourinho came out with that campaign against Chelsea thing. Yeah. We went like an entire season without a penalty given for us. And it was like some stone wallers in there. Rest saw Josie like, fuck yeah. this, I'm not. Sean Dyche tried that and he's like, well, if you don't attack, then yeah, yeah. you got to get in the box yeah. to get penalties, yeah. Sean. He was like, we, we, we've had 11 games without a penalty. Like, Sean, you've been, you've been 10 without a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing with the, the money one, I thought um, VAR was always going to give it because ultimately... Yeah. Yeah. He's made contact with the player and hasn't got nowhere near the yeah. ball, so they're always going to give it. Yeah. So once the ref's given it, you're done. It's, I, it's not clear and obvious, is I, it? I, no, I, I thought he was... They are to go against the refs as well. Yeah, I thought he was potentially a case of, of one we've spoken about before where you think, does that contact... It's not enough to send him down, so I'll say that for start. So in that regards, maybe it is a yeah. dive. But is it enough to impede him to stop getting the shot off or square or whatever? I think it probably was. It yeah. seems that it's going to stifle him at, at the very least. In which case, you've impeded the player, is it therefore a foul and they're a penalty? You probably. But if he doesn't go down, he obviously doesn't get the penalty, does he? So it's it's yeah, one of those. You again. don't have one without the other. So no. You're probably lucky what happened to United because I don't think Connor would have been letting this drop. <laughs> the penalty. He'd have been telling you it's not a penalty. Disgrace. It's, I was having a conversation with some United fans. That were, I mean, we had had a fair bit of luck, but obviously it must be that 15 point gap between Liverpool and United must be purely luck. It must I be nothing else. I don't know how you. I don't know how you feel, but. As much as the facts seem to say the opposite, I don't watch Liverpool in that situation and feel like it's inevitable they're going to score. 
No, I, no I'm not in the same way like, teams, like we did. Like, we City, said before, I even watch and I'm like, well, they're definitely going to... Yeah, and we always said about United back in the day, didn't we? That, like, look, it wasn't even like a case of, oh, you're worried they're going to come back. It's like, they're going to come back. It's just a case of <laughs> yeah. when they do it. I, I didn't know whether, just as a fan, I didn't necessarily have that feeling with Liverpool. You're always a bit more pessimistic no. as a fan, aren't you? But <laughs> yeah. I, I don't quite get that. But like you said, the stats do do make reading for like, we do do well late on. It's funny you say about being pessimist. I was speaking to Troy the other day and I was like... Is it just us? Like, are we overly cynical and like pessimistic when it comes to Arsenal? Troy did say that they don't give us much reason not to be. Yeah, you've got to be given but every reason. I do feel slightly better when I ever fans say the same because, like, we'll probably look at Liverpool and say you've got absolutely no reason to ever doubt that. Obviously, football isn't like that. We saw the City result. Yeah. But it seems strange from another fan's point of view to be able to imagine being a Liverpool fan sat there, not just. Kick your feet up, yeah. lean back. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is going to be easy, not any obvious. But I guess the only retort I would say is like you probably go back to say the Invincibles and season after that. You were probably even you get nervous for games even then. If so I could go back and we and could, that's a more rounded and, team, and we could do the podcast during that, mm. we could start the year with the listeners we have now. People wouldn't be listening by the end. Or, <laughs> no, or, no. or, or would it be turning to like AFC? I podcast? would be, I would be the Mayweather of podcasting, where they're <laughs> they're paying their pay per view in the hope that we've lost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, good. yeah. I remember because I was only say 13, 14 in that season. Um, I can remember feeling like every game we would win, unless yeah. it was like. United, that was the only game where I was nervous over, but every other game in the league, I, I just thought, we're winning. I remember like, being... Yeah, I, I know that that was the classic sort of thing. I remember the thing they went down, was 1-0 to Leicester on the last game of that season. Oh, I remember... Yeah. It's a good job I couldn't bet at that point, because I just loved everything on the fact that Arsenal will still win. There was yeah. just zero doubt in my mind. It was one of few teams who I can say that about, and that was one I of... I remember being in Ballyhoo for that, Ever- <laughs> for that, that, Ever- that Everton game. Where we were behind, and then Omri and uh, Perez messed up the penalty. Oh, oh yeah, I remember that. And I remember hearing it where back then you'd have a some one hour text come through. Oh, you never guess what happened with this oh, penalty. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I remember that season actually when Chelsea beat you in the Champions League. I remember that at Highbury. Yeah, that I was, remember that. Wayne Bridge, Wayne Bridge. Yeah, yeah. That because. Oh. The funny that, thing is, though, Chelsea didn't win the Champions League and Arsenal did no. still win the Invincible campaign. No, that's true. Mm-hmm. However, I remember as a Chelsea fan growing up, and my uncle being an Arsenal fan, just the hoodoo that you had over us where <laughs> we just couldn't beat you. No matter what we did. That changed after a while. Yeah, and then we yeah, couldn't and then beat you. Yeah, you acquired Drogba. Yeah. yeah. And what? then we got Drogba and just won for like 10 years I, in a row. It was like I had subconsciously like paid off some spirit because... Through my whole time of secondary school, Arsenal won nothing. So from we won the FA Cup the year that we joined sick form, the Invincibles the year before that won nothing, yes. left school about two years. Then actually it was a whole after sick form we didn't win anything until we finished sick form. <laughs> yeah. So really I was screwed entirely. <laughs> it's probably for the best because you were pretty bad even when you weren't winning things, so if you'd had it would have been pretty unbearable. So, Bad loser, worse winner. Take put it on his head. Pride yeah. in yeah, that. 100%. Last thing on the Liverpool game, then I owe you Perez. I hope he didn't watch match of the day because I've never been so embarrassed to someone else. Yeah. He was piping up and then he's waiting. He's on the drill, but Taylor, where he's been grabbed around the, by his chest by one of his teammates, and then he's been acting like he's trying to get at Van Dyke. <laughs> You're not trying this, really, are you? <laughs> Robertson offered him down the tunnel if he wanted it. He, he, he did it as he walked off. He was like, 
As, as if to say, I'm glad you held me back there yeah. because I would have had him. The thing is, I don't know why any footballers do it because they're not going to get themselves sent off, the, are they? So yeah. what is the point? Apparently the story of what happened is, and this is Twitter saying this, so read, read what you will. Yeah. When Leicester equalised, Perez has gone past Andy Robbo and given him a proper smug laugh in his ear. Big, proper, big one. So when they then got the winner, Robbo's gone down the other end of the pitch to pick him out and laugh in his face at full time. That's so good. And he's apparently done, that's what's ki- spurred him on. He's done a Van Nistelrooy. So I, love see, I love seeing that. Is like, it's Macedonia they're playing, isn't it? Is it it's not Pandev. It's, it's one of those horrible Eastern European blokes that pops up in like such a <laughs> mediocre team. Like, <laughs> You had it with Sweden and France, didn't you, for the under-21s qualifiers? The Kazawa incidents. Yeah. I'm sure, it's not Forsberg, was it, before he graduated? May, it may well have been. It's just Bronner, <laughs> yeah, the, the old kind of salute yeah. thing. <clears throat> yeah, they all did the pose in the yeah. picture afterwards. On to the Arsenal game then. Unai Emery, the coward, is the headline I've got down here. Bloody hell. <laughs> They've won as well. <laughs> yeah. Good for... I'm- I've got to get this out before you kind of go into your spiel. Remember my spiel. The yeah, spiel. <laughs> what I've got in the mess in message format is David Luiz has been immense today, and I was sat there thinking, <laughs> and I was sat there thinking, this is exactly the game they bought him for. This is a game that you lose usually. Bournemouth at home. This is why you need David Luiz. It's going to do you no nah, favors. Don't lose that game. Against well. the to- no, the, that's the, the top thing. Six. We always yeah. win no, them type no, of games. No, hang on, hang on. Let's let's reverse this because I mean David Luiz against Bournemouth. He's conceded six in the last two seasons. No, actually seven because they beat you four nil and they beat you three nil as well. So this is the type of game that probably we've got him for. He was class as well. <laughs> was it? Was no mistakes? Big at a no. No goals conceded. I mean, <laughs> mistakes. That comes with the territory of an Arsenal yeah. defence. But right right at the end, classic Arsenal, they've not bombed on the entire game. They've waited to stoppage time to suddenly the old team bombs yeah. up there. Breaks come on from the corner. You know that one where the striker sees the ball in kind of the outskirts of what they would deem no man's land. The defender sees it there as well. And one of them knows they're going to get nailed by the other. <laughs> Louise comes crunching through the player where you see them like start flailing out in midair, and he's got up and started giving it the he's giving it the clop celebration yeah. down the touchline while the game's still going. <laughs> and then we've nearly conceded another two times. Callum Chambers did his bit. Yeah, it was just more or less like paper papering over the cracks a little, wasn't it? Yeah, like, first half bad. great, we did well. Yeah, second half, we may as well not have turned I said to TK, no. I think at half time, Emery must have said, look, we're going to let them have the ball and yeah. we're going to counter attack. Strange way in it. Us. But then, I mean, it's, it's like this, Luke, though. I was thinking about it earlier. We can continue to sort of moan and yap, but he's got the players that he's got. If we bring in, say, Mourinho, does Mourinho do anything different? Yeah. Because surely we're... Yeah, yeah but what I'm saying is we're the reason Come we're on. sort of annoyed is because the Arsenal way of football is no longer being played. You're, I used to always enjoy watching an Arsenal game, yeah. regardless Don't of the want, fact that it was my team, but I just knew that even if we lost, we'd play beautiful football. You want somewhere in the middle, don't you? Because we were complaining You do, yeah, but year, Mourinho, like, I don't feel, would be that guy as much. I mean, he would just be like, let's get a 1-0 oh, on. and let's park thing. the bus. The, the Football United play the last few years... They play the best football under Mourinho compared to. Oh the yeah, other I mean, you can see why he said the the, the greatest achievement <laughs> is is finishing <laughs> second with this team, isn't it? Look, 
you, you've both said, are we too pessimistic as being Arsenal fans? You're one point off City. And you yeah, third. But then the rest of the, the leagues, I mean, it's only seven games in and, no, and everyone you've, you've, has yet to play, find their you've, consistency. You've played Liverpool away and Man United away. Yeah, we've had yeah we've had some, and those are we, the only games that we haven't managed to get anything from really. That, well, and that's what I mean. Except it, obviously a draw at United. Top top four, as long as you don't lose your home games against hey, look, the the big six. But we yeah, and then, we don't get top four then. But I feel like if we get to top to four, he's top saved. Four. It's like when Wenger won the FA Cup, yeah. you know, a few years back. That it was, was almost like, oh, actually, in. let's keep. Yeah, so was I. By the, at that point, but maybe like we shouldn't Chelsea have been. You fans. know, <laughs> I I think. Emery is, in your mind and in mind of some other fans as well, kind of past the point of no return. In in regards to, for example, you've won this game and it's still Emery's a coward. This bloke, you're third in the table, which is as high a ceiling as you could aim for at this point. Really, you're not going to come yeah, above the top two. It's more, and it's still Emery out, regardless of. It's more result. how we've got there because you, you you're not looking at thinking this is anything. This you look at everyone else thinking. Look, Spurs are terrible. United are terrible. Yeah, but at the end of the season, you're not going to be. Well, we no, haven't been focused on shit, yeah. are you? No. It's almost like our Fergie fallout, though, Luke. Is this basically like our Fergie fallout? Like that, whoever comes know. in for the next few they did yeah, five, the six years, that you know, we're going to be like this guy's not doing it for. He's not good enough. There was a there was a bloke about three rows behind me in the ground yesterday, and f- annoyingly, the whole game, the Bournemouth fans kept chanting Eddie Howe's Barmy Army. And this bloke behind, he was one of them where he, he, I reckon he probably had his Snapchat. He was trying to start chants on his own, so he was <laughs> making sure oh, he's louder no, than everyone else. That guy. And he kept doing this. He kept going, Unai Emery's Red and White Army. And then, what are you <laughs> doing? <laughs> it's an old bloke. Oh, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> so that was bad. No. I'd have been a lot more fuming if we'd come out of there having drawn one all and played nice football. I won't say other than that, but yeah. it was the game looked. It shouldn't have been at that point where we're hanging on at the end because if we'd put our foot down at the start of the second half, say he'd brought Willock on at halftime for Shaka, who wasn't great. There was one he tried to he, shock, yeah, big shocker. He, he tried playing a back pass with Edda, missed the ball, and they were in. <laughs> he, he committed like six or seven fouls again but that's ridiculous <laughs> do you know we have the most amount of yellow cards in the league Arsenal Football Club are whatever the most... he's got on uh, like the throwback to parlour he's, got, yeah. on, he's got on the refs as well you book me look. <laughs> yeah that's true because I mean, he gets he... away with a lot doesn't he he got sent off on his, his first season for a cynical one on the halfway line when I gave him a straight red I reckon they've been since then giving him a fair shake yeah 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 they're like, look, it could be worse, and we, they could have falsely accused us of being racist, like Chelsea did. <laughs> so, take, be nice to him. Isn't this the same football club that Zaha called out for racist chants? Yeah, from the Palace fans. No, from the Arsenal fans. Uh, Palace fans. No, from the Arsenal fans. Like I said to Luther Blissett, other fans can infiltrate <laughs> that bit, and they yeah, can shout stuff out. Look, I think as someone who has watched his fair share of defensive football <laughs> and seen us win a lot from defensive you football. You hated it with Rafa. Be careful what... Yeah, no, I hated Rafa. Um, but Mourinho, that was probably some of the most negative football I've seen us play, but I loved every second. So you've either got to get it in your heads. Do you want to win stuff or do you want to play good football? I want Because be... you can't get both of them unless you have a top-class manager like Guardiola's Klopp's we aren't Lampard. playing enjoyable, awful football though. You're not got Frank Lampard in there, by the way, under the radar. We're not shooing people off the pitch. We're not 
being snide, we're just playing very bad football. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, that's, yeah. I think in a, a, lo- a lot of ways as well, it's a continuation of where you were in the Wenger as well. Because if you looked at it with Wenger, it was really good, successful and played good football. Then it became less successful, but still brilliant to watch. And then as time went on, we've said, look, they're not even great to watch at this point. Statist- and they're getting poor. Yeah, statistically, think- we're better under Wenger than we are now. And they've con- But they've continued in the same sort of fashion. Plus, he doesn't have the backlog of sort of yeah. goodwill that <laughs> Wenger has. So as much as there was still that Wenger in, Wenger out stuff. He always had that to fall back on. Emery doesn't have anything to fall back yeah. on. So, Fun. And now he's got a generation of fans who are used to seeing football played in a certain way. And I think if he can't get them playing that way, he'll end up out. The only people who maybe don't are maybe older fans who remember, say, like George Graham when it was 1-0 to the Arsenal. Yeah. Which they were, I was shamelessly chanting that yesterday. <laughs> the last thing I'll say on uh, Arsenal, and we'll move on to Chelsea, where I've got one word written down. Um <laughs> Pepe wasn't good again yesterday. One little flash, but I won't be too harsh on him because if I was having a look back today, in the new in the new Unai Emery side in the French league, Mbappe managed twelve league goals. <laughs> that should tell you all you need to know about this bloke's style of football. He I mean, scored. He scored more the year before as backup to Falcao. This is a little bit though a case of what I'm talking about where you're pinning a lot of things on the manager they can't all be on the manager no, Pepe, no, no. Pepe's a 72 million pound player who's who looked I think looks good in parts but just hasn't converted in terms of the goals Yeah. so but Don't Emery can't stick it in the net for him can he no. I mean he's got a goal I don't think you should have hooked him against Bournemouth for example. I think you keep him on to try and see if he can get a goal to build confidence it I was, think that's a mistake he but was, other than that he was getting worse as the game went on yeah, yeah, but I'd I'd leave him on to see. Hopefully, he can bag, but maybe maybe not. He saw Martinelli on the bench and was like, "I can't keep this man <laughs> down." And it would have been harsh to take Saka off, given the way. Yeah, the his two work of them were his work rate was yeah. was second to none. Saka's. It seems like um, <clears throat> the days are gone where we have a bit of patience with signings as well. Oh, for I think sure, yeah. previously we would give someone so a season Twitter. to settle in, or yeah, yeah. you give them at least half a season to sort of find their feet. And it, it is the money as well, isn't it? If you get a certain fee and above, people just expect straight away, which which that's, is unfair, but that's what that's happens. That's just like the standard transfer fee now for yeah, like a, if you're top, a mid top to top player, range yeah. player. You're, you're expected to pay that. Don't forget as well, like, like you just said, Twitter, it has changed football for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> yeah. Because... You used to have like a strong set fan base. You were a fan because his dad was a fan. He was a fan because his dad was a fan. And you give everyone who plays for the shirt time. Now you've got fans from other countries that have never even stepped foot in England, let alone been to a game. Coming over here and stealing our clubs. No, it's, it's, no, it's not, it's <laughs> not that. Women. It's just, you see someone has a bad game and you just search their name and then there's just like, I don't know, some random Man United fan account or Arsenal that. fan account that just tweets like "Leave my club now, get get him yeah, out." And yeah. all the opposite as well. But There's these ones that absolutely <laughs> worship. Yeah. Oh, and the Urzel's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. me. Sometimes, yeah, yeah like, you talk about Ozil on on Twitter. Whoa, be prepared. Like. But that all that does is heighten and put extra pressure on. In mm. like the Premier League is from just our Euro round, roundup is the fastest league in the world for just all-round build-up playing, how much you've got to be on your game for the whole 90 minutes. You can't go missing for 10 minutes like the French League. So it's going to take an adjustment period, 100%. I hate that angry Indian Chelsea fan guy. Oh, man. I hate him. Oh, he breaks it. And there's this... I see him pop up. There's a few Americans as well, like an American vlogger as well. And I'm just there like, it's 120 seconds on. And then he'll reel off some stuff. I'm just sat there like, watch oh, shut up. We let yeah. Chelsea off for that main bird they've got on their channel. Oh yeah, 
the goats. Sophie Rose. We've got Robbie. Chelsea then. There's not <laughs> not too much to say on Chelsea. Pulisic left out again. Lampard said he expects more and he's got to be ruthless with him. Well, the thing is, you've got... A waste of money. You've got so many... You've got, you've got so he's ma- had some time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's had 15 minutes of... Premier League football this no, weekend and got one Chelsea of, player two seasons now that was a nice yeah. assist as well yeah and he got a good assist which is more than what Pepe has registered so Pepe, Pepe got, got an Pepe assist got the in assist that game too but, did he? yeah what from the, oh, the corner Pepe's got four assists and a goal has he? what Look have you up. got? in what? in the Premier League? some Europa League but uh, in Europa <laughs> League okay. well yeah Pulisic might have won the Champions League but he wasn't brought along to yeah. travel well again I'm not going to question Frank's methods because at the moment what he's doing is working. We still look like we can be got at at the back. We still look a bit open. But again, I'm putting that down to a lot, well, especially with Tamori. You'd rather blood him into the team now and him get all the mistakes out early on in his career and learn from them. And that's how players grow. So it just comes part and parcel with having a young team. But going back to the Pulisic kind of scenario is that you've got Mason Mount playing really well you've got William for all the critic that I have given him <laughs> the last three games this is the player that we thought we've seen in flashes this is a player and everyone else sees yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, he's, he's been yeah. brilliant I'll tell so you what he's, he, so, so he's keeping him out he's keeping him out of the team as well and who else do you displace I mean you've got Giroud who's played like 20 minutes this season in um, against Liverpool and then with um, Tammy Abraham, you've got the highest scoring English to, like um, striker in the league. He's looking great. Slotsman. Yeah, <laughs> absolute yeah. slotsman, my slotsman prediction. He's got, what, nine goals in 11 games now. Yeah, I think he's at one goal away from Rashford's yeah, like, all best, time. all yeah. season, <laughs> you know, season best. Yeah. So, like 11 goals. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, like, at the moment, who do you take out of that Chelsea team? Really, that's like, it. he's essentially been unfortunate of how how good Mount's been, hasn't yeah, he? And like basically, Pulisic yeah. probably expected to be starting there. Mount's come in, yeah. and he's just done better. And you've got Loftus Cheek to come back in the midfield as well. Hudson Odoi, Hudson Odoi, not going to get ahead of him. Three assists in forty-five minutes of football this season, and a goal as well. In, so, in the nicest way possible, we'll get back to Chelsea when they either do some outstanding or terrible because yeah. there is. United to get on to and yeah. a couple more bits before I let people go. I, I'm happy with Chelsea at the moment. I, I, I think to close that out, I can't, I wouldn't change anything at the moment. I'll tell you, I, I, I think, wouldn't sack Franks, look what happened to Derby. Yeah. Would, yeah. would you take Frank at Arsenal, just hypothetically? No. Yeah, I'd take just about anyone. Wait. I'd take Kirbishly. <laughs> I mean, you look at the football that we're playing, yeah. though. Which is, this which is kind good. of mind-blowing to me. Like, I can understand why you, yeah. you wouldn't be happy with certain aspects, but I, yeah. things are okay at Arsenal. It's yeah. not, it's not brilliant, but it's not. I've always rated Kirbishly. Yeah. <laughs> Told you, Luke Young. You used to like him. You did. You, you did say he was your boy. This Chelsea team, if it wasn't for like a millimetre offside goal against Liverpool, and if we'd played Man United a couple of games in instead of the first game of the season, we could be sitting in second. Offside so, is offside, Jack. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't take this. Four nil to United. Still seems so just. I can't like, give me a night. I watch Man United every week, and oh, what did you do that to yourself? No, just so I can see the demise of this one great team. And I'm sitting there thinking, how did we lose 4-0 to I'll this team? Paul is at the wheel. But <laughs> I've been looking at it and thinking, May United have been threatening this kind That's of... the last time they were on the road. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes he drives with a blindfold on, sometimes he takes it off. But May United have been threatening this kind of performance for years. They, but they've been just been scraping by. Yeah. Somehow, they've had like an Ibrahimovic even though they've played shockingly all games to bail them out, or even Lukaku would crop, crop up with a goal or two. 
Whereas now those goals have dried up and they're being shown up for the football of which they are playing. These are the results they should have been getting for the last couple of seasons, but they just haven't been. They don't have a goal scorer now. That's no. the issue. No. So there isn't, yeah, like you say, nothing to bail them out. Exactly. What we had when we got Troy on back a while ago before we had him on permanent, I think I said that he's back with us permanently now, back from a smell away. We had him on, we had him <laughs> on, we had him on when the ashes were on and he, he left and TK said, he was like, Luke, get your pen, get, get your paper out, put it on the table, let Troy put in whatever figure he wants. <laughs> get the boy signed. Troy's, yeah. Troy's at the wheel, man. Yeah. all his bags in the <laughs> So Ollie did an interview in the week and he said, look, I'd rather have no options than have Lukaku still here. That's, this yeah. man... Outrageous in itself. He wouldn't have a job if it wasn't for him scoring two against PSG. Yeah, wow. that is bang on. I saw you retweet that to me. That is bang on as well. Longstaff, imagine starting a centre mid with your brother against United at home and scoring in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah. It like panned out to some footage of his dad going absolutely berserk in <laughs> yeah, the stands. That. that is what all kids dream of. Like when you from goals, imagine yourself in the garden, fucking nailing one top bins, and then you look up and see your dad in the stands going crazy. <laughs> that is yeah. literally every yeah. English lad's dream. Did you see at the end of the game where. McTominay's tried sticking it on him and he's gone fuck up fuck yeah. up yeah. Yeah. fancy Martin Keown as well comparing him to Skulls because he's ginger yeah, yeah. fucking hell I mean, I mean that's like Bernardo Silva levels really yeah, if, exactly. if we're really going to delve into it there's going to be a lot of kids then getting done for racism if that's the case because any time a ginger lad gets near a football pitch it's, it's Skulls, skulls. Game, well, sure. why is it different they can't change it but Ollie, that is the kind of worms we will not open. Yeah, that's a worm off. Ollie said Rashford is 100% fit as well, so he's dogged him under the bus there to save himself. <laughs> Look, it's not me, he's not performing. Yeah, Jesus. Well, he's not. Match of the day is pretty good for how they've been breaking down Rashford's play over the last month or so. He just doesn't seem to no. know how to play striker. Yeah. It's really strange. It's like it's like he's a left winger yeah. and that's just he's all he is. Yeah, yeah, because he has, he has the movement of someone that no don't one. move yeah, yeah just of, a, of an immobile man <laughs> like, and you just think, sort of stands around thinking hopefully the ball will come at my feet but yeah. it don't work like that if you're a striker and this myth that he's like absolutely rapid which I know he's got a set of wheels on him but with the ball it accounts for nothing if you can't do it with the ball in possession mm. when he runs with the ball he's not quick and that speed you think he could make up for in positional play like you said making the right runs he's not making get, an effort get, yeah exactly it, yeah so if you're not fast with the ball, you've got to make sure you're fast without it. And he's not even doing that. He's not running to the right areas. I mean, like we said just a minute ago about Tammy Abraham, one goal away from equaling his all-time best ever goals return for a season. And we've just entered October. I think that's insane. Yeah, it's the, the more concerning thing, I think, is that he seems to be going backwards. And so I think when he first broke in, he, he looked like he could make those runs. He looked like he... He, he looked like there, he, United Liverpool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought he looked like he could be a striker in the future. He looked like he had that sort yeah. of about him, and then he's just going back every time you see him play. Let the record show: this pod has always said Martial should be that middleman. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The, the, He'll the, be back for the uh, Liverpool game after the international <laughs> break as well. You imagine? So yeah. Tyler's just getting that throat warmed up, ready yeah, for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, That's not what he's getting it warmed up for. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, as well, is that. I know that we're giving him critique here, but 
you look what he's got to play with behind him when they don't have Pogba fit. And I know Pogba yeah. has his critics as well, but when you've got a midfield of Matic and Fred, <laughs> that has like the creativity of a brick, essentially. Like you've got two people that can run sideways and Fred can't even control the ball. Oh. So it's how difficult you've got an aging matter as well. Like yeah. The creativity is just not there. I'll move this on just because we can have the same chat about United every week. The start I did see was that Lukaku yeah. scored more last season than Solskjaer did his last four seasons at United. Uh, There's another stat for you. Mm. All right, two more bits to get into before I let you go. I've got you for probably 15, 20 minutes more max. So if we start with Cain Velasquez made his WWE debut this weekend. They've gone for the cheap storyline of drafting him straight back in to uh, beat Brock Lesnar for the title. Um, so here, other stars that could follow him into the WWE. Any any sports. So I've been looking forward to uh, giving you this one all day. So the first one I thought of is um, Hoing Min Sun. <laughs> the walk. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake. Oh. Jesus, Luke's, Luke's Make sure you falling that. apart. No, just he, he looked nervous as he was saying it as well. I could yeah. tell there was going to be something Shit along the these eyes. lines. <laughs> <laughs> For fuck's sake! I thought I had bed last night. And I had to get out of bed to write it in the notes on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm saying, can you smell what the walk is? <laughs> I mean, silence isn't good on any kind of path, no, but no. Luke is literally incapacitated Falling right apart. now. Yeah, that's yeah. a wheezy laugh. Yeah. That's <laughs> We've got genuine tears for his own joke. <laughs> I feel like this pod's hit walk bottom. <laughs> it all becomes clear now because him, I've, I thought it was odd that he was saying someone's joined the WWE and what would they be called yeah. it's all been teed yeah. up ready What's for them to do this I'm thinking this is a very random thing yeah. to be asking yeah. Yeah. especially because I was trying to think of other names for other people and I've got nothing but I didn't want to come the topic <laughs> well I mean obviously Fury was there the other day as well wasn't he he's an obvious candidate to get into WWE the Gypsy King like yeah. he would work perfectly as well in, in WWE I can just imagine that be great. Is right going on to the term gypsies for a bit of filler here. Whoa, whoa. So is yeah, is the is is the p words seen as a racial yes. term for yeah tra- shout for a traveller? Yeah, is it is it racist? <laughs> yes, it is. we won't say it. There's no, several p it, words no. we won't say on here. No, of course not. But. There's this uh, Chelsea reporter that goes to Stanbridge and he's hated by most of the fan base because he keeps trying to cite our own fans because of the nickname that we've given West Ham fans. <laughs> and I just wanted some clarification if anyone knew. Because <laughs> I don't know which side of the fence to be on it because I'm just, I've got no opinion on it. You can probably say it in the terrace in a group where no one can pick you out. But no, they're chanting it and you and can hear it. And on I the can set. guarantee there are no travellers there either yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah, we're not guarantee yeah, it, but it's probably not. Well. Yeah. But, but they're not saying it about the travellers, they're saying it about West Ham fans. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. So it's like They're not complimenting their West Ham fans. Don't say it at yeah. the end of this road either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Won't be doing that. A couple of other ones I had. Roy Keane is the commissioner. <laughs> Stone Chel- Cold Charlie Austin. <laughs> 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 I 
I've got Chael Sonnen in there. I'm surprised he's never gone over. That does seem surprising. Paige Van Zandt for obvious reasons. Taco Fall is just a freaking. He's like seven foot six. Thinking and of sorry, go on. Yeah, no, go. On. I was going to say, thinking of this, put me back to um, the 2006 World Cup, Brazil. Ronaldinho's playing, and with one of my friends, he's not that into football. He's referred to Ronaldinho as Ray Mysterio. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely straight face. I didn't know where that was going or what jacket team. Anyone have any others? Because my list, I'm literally just going to be saying names. Chara from the Bruins was another one who I genuinely thought would come in just because he's known he's as... Animal, yeah. He's nicknamed as the Terminator because he's one of them who actually like, slumps people when they fight in hockey. I remember playing a game of NHL and I got into the fight on there and I really shit, they've taken on the guy who's absolutely <laughs> massive on the game. The only one who's bigger than everyone else. I'm getting filled in by this bloke. <laughs> you know, there's someone to the group chat if you want to have a look at it because I think it's a bit edgy. Yeah, we won't be saying that one <laughs> on, on here. Oh, Christ. No, we, we won't be doing uh, that one. It was He doesn't actually have one on there. There's no joke. <laughs> Last topic then. So, scenario here. TV bosses have contacted you at Sky Sports. They said, look, we're losing everything to BT here. 11 sports come tried coming in. Premier Sports is taking more of them. We don't want to be paying big rights fees. We're going to give you the cash. You get a team together. You get everything sorted. We're going to revamp some sports here for TV. I've got some ideas. I don't know how easy my question was to answer. Mm. First one that came in my head, big going one touch over the world. (laughs) (laughs) I think that could be class on TV. If you have some little obstacles and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I used to have great fun in my garden, kicking against the shed. If you could curl it to come off around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. And you yeah, could yeah. do like the outside of the foot ones and the backspin so it goes exactly. right against the water, hits it twice. The funny thing that I've Basically been Basically bring back Wayne Rooney's yeah. uh, street soccer. Yeah. 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 Oh, something like that. Come I, on. I, th- I think that every Saturday I turn on the TV downstairs when I'm coffee in the morning and I see this like parkour free running tag thing they've got. Have you, you guys seen it? No. So it's like they've got obstacles and it's tag but it's parkour and they've got like jump through fucking tiny minuscule slots in spaces and stuff. <laughs> I think that's quite an inventive way of doing it. That's pretty cool. But I think quick quick cricket, I think there should be, yeah. they're revamping it with like the 100 style and <clears> um, the like T20, but there should be a rule, if you hit it, you run. Mm. Like that, that would make it really, really cool. Yeah. Or like baseball where Every other ball is like one that explodes. They've like pelvis. <laughs> ah, that's like, great. And we could do a revamping it. baseball because yeah. I, I like it. And even it's dreary, isn't I it? I won't be sitting down to watch anything other than other the playoffs or one that I know is going to be a bang. You get more like entertainment from watching cricket, a hundred percent, because you can see the stumps. Whereas in baseball, it's this kind of <laughs> square, imaginary, yeah, imaginary square, square that no one, really, <laughs> no one really knows where it exists. A subjective square. Yeah. I mean, you can get out in cricket by hitting an imaginary stump. This is where the stump would have been. Well, it's no, because the stump is there. Yeah, it's just that a leg yeah, is in the way. Yeah. When it bounces six yards to the left, this would have spun into the target. I'm defending no, it, baseball. Yeah, it's yeah. not a huge baseball guy. And yeah, in football, we can't draw a fucking offside line. Yeah. We can't draw a straight line run offside, but they can project where the stumps yeah. are going to be. This um, this question took me back to school, actually, with a couple of them. So I was thinking, like, Major League Dodgeball. I think that, everyone dodgeball would enjoy, yeah. enjoy watching that. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking with... Um, 
bench football as well. That, that was always a classic in school. The tension with bench football. Or bench ball. With dodgeball, if you've got anyone that's failed a drugs test, you put them into this baseball. So you've just got all these roided freaks in there <laughs> playing a massive game. <laughs> put them in with bowling balls this is how you scare people off taking PEDs you're playing dodgeball with bowling balls and you've got some massive mountain of a bloke pinging them like this it's basically a fight to the death it's like a deterrent for taking I pets. told Alex before if you want to make his triathlons more exciting then you should have like PEDs no oh, you should have like Mario Kart things <laughs> and you should have little obstacles because or like sharks in the water or something yeah, yeah I said I could be the biggest fan of triathlons in the world I'm still going to struggle to get up and stand on the side same as F1 yeah. have people start people watch NASCAR to see cars crash yeah yeah. have you not heard him Luke? he gets pretty feisty in the water don't you yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically like Mario Kart when they start the just start flowing it's a full it? <laughs> I made a I made a joke before about knocking him off his bike and he held a grudge for a good like month whenever I said something like, you said you were going to knock me off my bike I don't drive, so I would have had to be running alongside the bike. Oh, wait, waiting in a bush with a stick, sticking in his spokes, Tish his wheel. Well, Sam, Sam thought he saw Alex because his very distinguished uniform stopped, took a picture with him in the background. He's like, that's not me. <laughs> Some random guy that I saw on the road. I was thinking um, back to the Olympics with this sport one. Um, one that I know you like, Luke, was handball. Yeah, they can make a bigger, bigger. It's quite deal big in Ireland, handball. Yeah, they, they, yeah, it's, it's it's like a GAA sport. Don't yeah, ever get the PlayStation game of handball. No, wasn't planning on <laughs> it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been tempted no. to. No. I saw it. It was what, one ninety nine on the store. Though, I thought, yeah, the Olympic game. I was quality. Um, that's gonna sound bad. Now. Out of action and the winter ones. Out of action with school not being able to write properly and uh, all sorts from doing the sprinting on there. Like, <laughs> I took a chunk out of my hand. <laughs> don't know. And I had to make sure I finished the race. <laughs> and I just wore a plaster on the palm of my hand. Out, out of action. Care to, care to explain it all? This is why I worded it and thought yeah. this isn't something. Yeah. <laughs> Least of my worries about then. Dodgeball would be another good one. Yeah, so, oh, not so dodgeball. You said that. I mean, British Bulldogs. British. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, like, like yeah, full takedown rules as well. I'll take yeah. it back. Send the freaks. This is like the high intensity prison. You send them into Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but do, do you remember actually there was an advert, uh, All Blacks versus England rugby, and they were playing British Bulldogs? The TV advert. It was like an advert. I vaguely one. remember like, that, yeah. yeah. It was, the adverts are and it, cool. And it was like full contact. It was brilliant. You just had the All Blacks running at the England players playing British Bulldogs. That's how you find out who's no, tougher Lions, between um, yeah. rugby and American football. You have the, one, both entire federations have a big like, game of British like Bulldogs. Yeah, well, You're allowed to wear pads yeah. in the NFL though because that's how it works. Well, this, <laughs> and a helmet, of yeah. course. <laughs> Did you see the Piers Morgan tweet? When England beat USA in rugby union in the world in the World Cup, and he said, "Yeah, that, that was this, ridiculous." This shows that the NFL yeah. are like um, not as good as rugby players, and they're like, "That's not really the assumption no. that you doesn't really do that, does it?" Yeah. What about fencing? But they use real swords and they can wear armor as well. So they just basically sword that. Yeah. You've t- you've there, t- and it's, and it's yeah. done in an MMA yeah. MMA cage. You, you've turned yeah. in Russia, isn't it? I've seen that. They yeah, go, they um, just fight and yeah, just smack the shit TV. out of each other. I saw yeah. on the History Channel. They yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. So basically, you're saying we should bring back medieval trials. Yeah. So jou- yeah, jousting, yeah, uh, jousting, yeah. dueling, and what's the other one? You could in there? televise then if you brought back like trial by combat and you televised it. They say that we're losing all this money because of prisons at the same time making a load of money from prisons as well. But I think it'd cash if you could give a TV deal 
You'd also, yeah. if you're a celebrity, you'd have far more chance of going down because getting someone like that on TV, if you could get MJ defending himself for being a nonce in a sword <laughs> fight. Yeah, but surely he'd have to call on a champion. That would be class. Think yeah, of like, him, call if you could call up the cash they could chuck at someone. Yeah, that's what I mean. Unbelievable. So basically, you'd have some great fights. That's, that's <laughs> you're literally describing celebrity deathmatch. Yeah, money merch. How, that's yeah. how you would have had Mayweather Pacquiao made. Two people yeah, on death row were just yeah. going to pay for them two yeah. to scrap. <laughs> The thing is, if they had that much money, I think they wouldn't be on death row for the start. <laughs> I don't think I've... That seems a good note to... Uh, and actually, I had um, Wembley doubles with legends. Quality Wembley well, yeah, doubles. Yeah, yeah, so you, yeah. bring, you bring in the legends, so instead of doing the Masters... Well, get rid of the MLS straight away. <laughs> you, don't, you don't need that anymore. No. We'll play it in a nice park in America and just have a big game of Wembley doubles. Yeah, I can get behind that. Sounds good. And you could have, say, 10 or so games going at once and the camera just switching between the games and they're having action going on. A bit of like a, an NFL red zone. Like, yeah. You know, but it's, uh, the action, it's a though, for... Uh, Wembley zone. Yeah. Inzaghi just clean up. Inzaghi and Dirk Coit. Both of yeah. them just refusing to move in the final. <laughs> yeah, there, was, there was one thing which... Um, we went to Paris recently, me and Tico, and as part of that, we went to this table tennis bar yeah, and uh, yeah. there was people in there, all drunk, and they were playing round-the-clock table tennis. So you you basically hit the ball, you have to run round, next person has to that, go. Yeah. That, that was, was entertaining okay. to watch. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be that would be a good one. And well. there was drink involved too. Drink involved. Mm. Well. Harvard French people running around the table tennis table. Yeah. And yeah. You get you get a favour as well. You get ones who we take did. a disliking to as well. I tell yeah. you, you wouldn't have gone to the table tennis place if I was there, and I know that for a fact. You wouldn't have wanted that work. <laughs> <laughs> Undefeated at... Table tennis in the last five years, undefeated at air hockey in the last twenty-five. How many games have you played Whoa. in that time? <laughs> yeah, never no, lost. No table hockey. tennis in the last yeah, five years. Yeah. <laughs> air hockey. You never lost. You haven't. No, ever. I feel like we should take this on the road to ten pins. Just seen yeah. Jack throw a gauntlet down there. I yeah. tell you, I reckon I'll beat you. When, I, reckon I'll, I reckon I'll be. He's also said he never lost rock paper scissors, and then he just refined it yeah. to. Like, I mean, it wasn't a I mean, we can do it. We can do it. Friendlies. He can do it. Plays friendly, so they don't count. As we, friendly. I mean, we can do it live on air, right here. We went. Looks like I need a camp. <laughs> we went. We went to Paris with. We went to Paris with school. Part of the gauntlet of being unbeatable at air hockey. Only when it was unbeatable at air hockey, Sean had to smash the puck away and lose it. Under an arcade machine. <laughs> didn't want the work. That was the first shot and then you just couldn't play from there. Yeah. I, re- I reckon I'll have you. I reckon we should all go to 10 after this. <laughs> right now and settle this. Well, I've got to edit the pod. It's <laughs> yeah. a 12-week count and will yeah. do it. More than happy. Air hockey, if I can just... I haven't had to Get use my arm in a while. In. You're, not, yeah. you're, you're not out of action anymore. I know just... you've had to use that wrist recently. There's <laughs> yeah. no way it's been out of action that long. <laughs> Distasteful for the pod. <laughs> Sorry if you've been offended. <laughs> Sort of you having your tea. Yeah. <laughs> Christ, what sort that would be for you. <laughs> anyway, thanks again for listening to another episode of the Spitballing Pod. Thanks for Sam for joining us. We may have Alex back next week. We may not. You never really do know with him. Um, plenty to get into next week. Actually, no, there's not. It's an international break. We'll have some rogue <laughs> topics to get into next week, but we will be back. Hopefully this has come out okay with the three mics. We'll be back. Thank you. TK with Respect That Man. Respect him. Gabriel Ainsley. Peace out.